Welcome to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Show. Here you will find a variety of podcasts from authors, bloggers, and speakers ready to encourage you on your daily journey. I can't wait to get started. And now let's listen to today's show. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join me, Katie Glennon, on the Literary Cafe podcast, where I share helpful tips and ideas to teach language arts, literature, and writing. My hope is for you to be able to walk away excited to try some new ideas in your own homeschool. Please visit me on my website, literarycafepodcast.com, for these ideas and resources to help you enjoy your homeschool journey. Hi, and welcome to the Literary Cafe Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Glennon, and I'm so glad you've joined me in exploring how to practice using those different levels of thinking skills when reading with your children. If you haven't listened to our other podcasts about motivating your struggling readers and helping your students overcome the overwhelm in writing or fun and unique ideas and what to do with a book once you've finished it instead of just doing the same old boring book report or answering comprehension questions, you will definitely want to check out those other podcasts, download them, and subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss any more and you can easily find them when you want them. And the reason why I mention those other podcasts is because they fit in with the whole idea of trying to tie in higher order thinking skills. Because some of the skills that I talk about in this podcast and some of the ideas that I suggest that you try in your homes are also fully described in those podcasts and how to use them with reading, writing, as well as doing something with those books instead of just answering questions about the story. So, Also, I want to make sure that you share these with your friends because they will be glad you did. So today we are going to discuss what are higher order thinking skills, why they are important to include when reading, and how can we practice using them. So make sure you take a look at the show notes on the page that goes along with this podcast and you'll find information that I've shared with you as a handy reference. The easiest way to start talking about higher order thinking skills is to talk about what is called Bloom's taxonomy. Now, before your eyes glaze over or roll back into your head, let me quickly and simply describe what we're talking about here if you're not familiar with this. This is just a ranking or a pyramid of ways to think from simple to complex or more challenging ways. As your child develops, they should be able to start thinking on these different levels as they get older. And I think as we discuss these, you'll be surprised that we don't use these individually and separately and one at a time. It's also almost a cumulative or snowball kind of thing where the thinking builds and becomes more complex as we move from one thinking level to the next and we use that previous level to move us to the next level. This list starts with the easiest thinking skill and applies to even the youngest learners. And we can refer to it as the knowledge or remembering or memorization or recalling information stage. 
This is where we just ask our children to tell us what they remember about what we have read together, or on their own, or recalling facts or details, or we have them memorize verses or lines of poetry. Now, I'll be talking about this important skill and how we use that in our writing skill practice. And a lot of this was spoken about, as I said, in our podcast on helping your struggling writer. Next is the level of comprehension or understanding. And this is where our children not only are able to repeat back to us what we have or they've read, but it's a small step higher than this. It's where here they need to understand the meanings of the words and what they mean when used together in phrases or sentences to express an idea. So for example, if they read a sentence with a couple of unfamiliar words that describe an unfamiliar concept, they may be able to repeat back what the sentence says, but they don't understand the concept or the idea talked about. They need to have the vocabulary knowledge and the capacity to understand the concept being presented. So in general, and I'm not including complex subject areas here, we're talking about the ability to understand a basic story and what is going on in the story. And that hinges on a certain grasp of vocabulary and familiarity with common experiences. Now the next level is called application or applying. So now we're moving up a level from understanding what we have read, but now we're applying it to our own situation. So this could mean reading a story about some children doing something nice for a neighbor, and then the neighbor expresses gratitude and happiness from the good deed. And your readers are able to remember what happened in the story, which is the knowledge or remembering level. And they're able to understand the cause and effect of the actions by the children in the story as the cause with their good deed. They may not be able to tell you that this is the cause and effect, but they understand that the cause of the happiness is their good deed and that they caused this neighbor to be grateful and happy because of the children's actions. So here they are demonstrating comprehension. The applying level comes in when children who read this take a lesson from this story and they decide to do something nice for someone that they know so that this person will be happy by their deeds just like in the story. So they're applying the lesson that they saw and understood or maybe learned from the story and they're applying it to something that they can do in their own lives. The next level is in the upper middle of our list in the levels of difficulty. And this is analysis or analyzing. A simple way to understand or include analysis in anything is just asking the question, why, about something. In this case, what you are reading with your child or they are reading on their own. So there are some children who naturally ask the why question all the time as soon as they learn how to talk. They are your analytical learners. They're naturally 
analytical and analyzing things. And parents are excited when their children first ask these why questions. But after answering the question with a complete answer and your child continues to ask why even after all of your many different kinds of explanations, you may not be so excited anymore <laughs> to have a why asker. So for analysis with a story, your child might be reading a story and in the story, another child becomes sad by something that has happened, but is not stated that this specific event is what made that child sad. So they have to analyze and we need to ask our reader, why is that child sad? And your child would then analyze what could have happened in the story that made that child sad because it may not be a real clear cause and effect kind of situation. They have to do more than recall the events of the story and understand them. They have to analyze what happened and they have to make connections to be able to say, well, this happened and this is what ha happened to make the child sad because, and then they have to explain why that child would be sad by that event whether it is hurt feelings or someone or an animal got sick or injured or someone the character cared about moved away. And you have to make some connections there. It's not just an immediate cause and then a effect. There would have to be the ability to connect an event and an understanding of human emotions in order to explain why that particular event would make the character sad out of the whole story. Now the next level is synthesis or revising. The, this thinking skill allows your child to make a leap or build new thoughts based on connections they've made using other thinking skills that we've been discussing. So formulating what they are comprehending, learning, and connecting from the reading and making something new or forming new thoughts from all of this. So for example, using the basic story that they've read they can add or change a portion of the story where the child becomes sad by something to a new ending or a twist in the story where the child becomes happy again by something the reader adds to the story in their rewritten version. So let's say your child sees that the character becomes sad because of something with another character in the story that he or she maybe thought of as a very good friend, but that friend ends up having to move away. When that character feels like they will never have another great friend like that again, your child decides to rewrite the story to add another child who moves into a house on the street nearby, and maybe they meet while riding bikes. And so this character sees that this person could become a very good friend. Your child has created something new for the story based on their thinking skills, being used on different levels of the story so far and was able to make a leap in creating a new event to add to the story that fits in with the rest of the story. And so we have synthesis. The last and highest level of thinking skills and the most complex and challenging is evaluation. And this is where your child learns to make a judgment about something or form an opinion or make a decision. This kind of makes sense, doesn't it? When we wonder what kind of decision-making skills they are using sometimes that gets them into trouble. And usually if we were to ask them, why did you do that? They honestly can't tell you. 
And it's probably because there wasn't much thinking being done at that moment anyway. So can anybody relate to this? <laughs> I've seen this time and time again uh, in the classroom and also in my house. Anyway, evaluation is where whatever training we have done at home with helping them develop a foundation of beliefs or a moral or spiritual compass, or if you include the Bible in your training as the guide, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where they take what we've been planting and using all of these other thinking skills we've been talking about with understanding and making connections, and now they can make it personal with their own experiences and belief systems. They can give you an opinion or a judgment about what they're reading, even if it's about an action by a character and tell, tell you if what they said or did was right or wrong and why it was right or wrong. So why is this important to include in your homeschooling all of these different thinking skills? Well, studies show that students with the ability to use higher order thinking skills tend to be more successful in life and later academic studies, as well as jobs and life. Also, the brain is elastic and like a muscle, the more you use it, the more you're going to be able to use it. You expand your ability. It's referred to as neural plasticity. Have you ever heard if you don't use it, you lose it? Well, this is the case here. Thinking skills are part of the educational and learning process. If thinking is a part of the educational training, then students move beyond just being able to recall information. It's kind of life, like that analogy of if you go fishing, you can give a man a fish for a meal, but if you teach him how to fish, he can provide for himself. So teach your child how to think is also teaching them how to learn for themselves in a broader context. So yes, children are natural learners and can learn things on their own, but we also need to provide the environment and opportunity for them to think and learn at different and higher levels. Presenting them with different problems, unfamiliar problems or questions allows them to utilize a variety of thinking skills in a variety of academic areas and higher education or career or life situations. From problem solving to being creative and innovative to thinking through, considering, and acquiring and defending personal beliefs. Where those beliefs are not just what they've heard others talk about, but making them their own and understanding why they believe them. Now, how can we intentionally include higher order thinking skills to go along with our reading and language arts? Well, first of all, let's start looking at the basics for the youngest learners, and that's recalling and retelling information, which is what I referred to at the very start of this podcast, and I said I would come back to it. So have your child retell in order what they remember from a short story or a chapter that you've read with them aloud. Not only is this a great exercise for recall, but as I have stated in my other podcasts, especially the one on helping your struggling writers, it's great and necessary practice for manipulating and organizing thoughts in a specific manner. Also retrieving vocabulary from the reading and then using it appropriately in context and then expressing aloud their thoughts in coherent sentences. 
Now, as I have also discussed in my previous podcast about writing, this is a key skill and a process to know how to do for what we refer to as pre-writing before attempting to even write something on paper so that your child does not freeze looking at a blank piece of paper. They they have a jump start when it's time to write because they've already learned how to organize their thoughts and then they're ready to put them down on paper. It's also a great oral presentation practice as well. Whether your child interviews for a job in the future, interacts with coworkers, teammates, or customers, or goes into a form of public speaking. Another method of including different levels of thinking is through what we are calling graphic organizers or mind mapping. And I have links to a couple of different ones you may want to try out on the show notes page for this podcast. Things like mapping out a sequence of events in a story or a chapter would be mind mapping or a graphic organizer. This kind of skill can translate later into areas like supply chain management. You'd never think that a skill like that could have anything in common to a career in business, but the idea of sequencing a process or events is an important skill. It can also relate to business processes and operations and programming and technology. So there's all types of ways to apply this later on in life if you need to have some kind of reason to do something like this. Diagrams showing cause and effect are also important. Also, Venn diagrams, where you're showing similarities and differences and you're drawing circles around those areas that different things have in common and then other things are not in joined circles, they're in separate circles to show the differences. And this can be a precursor to logic and logic, logical thinking. Another to consider, including, that most people are familiar with, would be questions to ask while reading and after reading a book. But making sure to include different questions of various levels. So I have links to several handouts from different resources with suggestions and with phrases that start questions to help you see the different kinds of levels of questions you can ask about reading, such as what if type hypothetical questions, looking at analogies with questions like how is this situation or character or setting like and then describe another one in order to make a comparison and then maybe even look at the differences. Complete a story with an unfinished story or make a new or altered ending or an event within the story, which we already used as an example about the friend moving away. And use cause and effect questions like, how did this situation or action cause this other thing to happen? What could have happened differently for a different effect? Looking at how that character acted or said, what do you think they were thinking or feeling? What motivated them? What kind of person are they? Why are they acting that way? And using this with stories, fictional stories, it's been shown with different scientific studies that when you ask these kinds of questions, when you read a fictional story with children, you are really developing their ability to be empathetic and really understand what motivates other people and understand the feelings of other people and be able to relate well with them. 
why do you think the author wrote this story? Would be another question that you could ask your child and see if they can interpret why they think from what the story is all about. Also, for activities or projects that relate to a book, I encourage you to check out the podcast for out-of-the-box book report ideas and literary study and visit the show notes page for a quick list of ideas and make sure to click on the link to the handout with full descriptions for lots of activities and projects for different levels of thinking skills and for different types of learners. And I have a link to that podcast and those show notes and that list also on this page for this podcast so that you have everything handy for you to click on and look at. Other fun ideas include having your learner create their own assessment of the book's contents, either a test or a paper to assign or project where it requires the recipient to think of many levels. Whether your learner is the one who ends up completing his or own her assignment or siblings or members of a book club that you might have created. So just having them be the one to create this assessment on the book's content, contents at different levels has them thinking at many different levels. And also having your learner teach a concept or a skill. And this could be a plot, character analysis, different other story elements from the book, literary devices used in the book, where they create a lesson, they present it, using visual aids that they've created. They conduct a guided practice with their students. Doesn't have to be real students, but it kind of helps. A game or maybe some form of group practice. And then an assessment of some kind, like a quiz or homework assignment or a practice sheet. And I did this with one of my classes and the students loved it. And they really had to learn the concept because they were going to be the ones teaching it. And they had to look at it from so many different levels because they were teaching it and they were coming up with different parts of the lesson and they had to come up with the assessment and they had to come up with the guided practice and know how to present it um, not only just as a lesson but get interaction from their fellow students to practice it with them. So it was a great and fun exercise. They loved it. Consciously making the effort and taking time to incorporate different levels of questions or activities or projects not only can make reading more interesting, but it can definitely expand your learner's thinking skills and abilities and prepare them for knowing how to think and not just answering questions only requiring recall. This helps to develop our problem solvers, innovators, creators, and leaders of tomorrow. I hope that you have found this explanation of higher order thinking skills helpful and you've discovered easy to use ways to include them in your studies and when you're reading. So please comment on anything that you have found useful or helpful and ask any questions or share ideas that you may have in the comments section because I would love to hear from you. Be sure to share with your friends too. So remember to subscribe to our podcast using the buttons on this page so you'll know when we share next month's podcast for March. It's going to be how to develop language skills in your long, young learners. And that ties in nicely with Dr. Seuss's birthday, which is celebrated in March. So I'll talk to you then. So until next time, enjoy your homeschool journey. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 
Be sure to visit me at literarycafepodcast.com for this podcast and others, and at katieshomeschoolcottage.com for even more ideas and resources for you to use in your homeschool journey. podcast is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or any of your favorite podcast apps. Look for the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Show to keep up to date with all our wonderful podcasts. For a special subscriber printable pack, as well as all our timely freebies, join our email list on theultimatehomeschoolradionetwork.com.